Here's what's coming up on today's show. Nine out of 10 advisors out there are not giving social security advice because they still aren't schooled up on the changes, what has happened, what's going to happen, and when's the best time to take it because they don't have the software to implement that with the planning process like we do. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Hello and welcome in to the Retirement Reality Podcast. I'm Ben George with Mike Coyanen, founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services. You can find them online at principalpreservationservices.com. Mike, how are you today? I know you just uh, had another wedding, another daughter getting married. How did everything go? It was great. Yeah, besides the heat, I mean, it was yeah. a hot, hot day. I think the heat index was with the humidity in the upper 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a great day. It was sunny and... Uh, just great family and friends, and we had a good time. Daughter had a great time. The, I don't think there was any major hiccups on the day. That's always you know, good. Every, right, and I think they show up. It's like you have other things to worry about anyways, but I think everything went pretty smooth. Are you the kind of guy that gets emotional on a wedding day? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Even even though you've done it a couple of times, it just it still gets you, huh? Yeah. yeah, it just gets you right before right beforehand. It's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Well, I'm glad everything went smooth. Uh, congratulations once again to you on that. I know you've you. had a lot of milestones, so that's another one to add to the list. But glad it went smooth and everybody had a great time. Well, let's talk today a little bit about uh, retirement planning complaints and you know some c- common complaints and fears about some financial situations that, that pop up during retirement. We're going to discuss you know which of these concerns might be well founded. Some are based on misconceptions. Others offer insight into how retirees can best navigate their financial future. So let's start off, Mike, with uh, with this complaint. My advisor just takes too much risk. Yeah, we see that. And it's really your advisor shouldn't be dictating the risk. You should. And that's really what it comes down to is as we get older, typically more more people are taking less risk on than they used to. And um, you know, we've seen very few times where maybe people were not taking enough risk. But again, there's, there's so much... Um, unknown with the people who had their money invested and how much risk they're really taking on. It happened just even last week. I met with somebody and we start pulling up their investments with their advisor and they go, this just doesn't make sense. Every investment you're showing me on a score from one to 100 with 100 being the highest risk, all of them are in the 70s, 80s, which is still in that aggressive area. And she goes, I was told we are not going to be that aggressive. I didn't want to be that aggressive. And so we're just finding there's a lot of times advisors are uh, not just listening to the the clients when they say they want to be invested a certain way. And remember, this is your money. Nobody's going to care about your money as much as you are. The key is you have to get a handle on where your risk is and is that fitting. And, um, you know, especially, you know, with, you know, you know, the bond market has not been great. And um, we even see these these uh, employer sponsor plans, you know, Ben, that people think that they're lower risk because you're in a 2020 or 2025. And, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm pulling those ups on uh, those uh, tickers up on the, the screen to show people where they're at. And a lot of those are down 18 to 25% still, Jeez. still fr- from about, uh, you know, 19, 20 months ago from the peak. So the key is you thought those were, you know, moderate to maybe moderately even conservative funds and find out you're still down, you know, high double digits yet. Yeah. 
yeah, getting a, getting a good feel for risk and a grasp on what you have and what you're comfortable with is so important. So you want to make sure your advisor is taking that into consideration, your needs and your goals to make sure that aligns. Right. What about fees, Mike, for people that complain that the fees are too high? Is this, I'm curious if this is more of a just a, hey, I'm not getting the service I expected for what I'm paying. Yeah. And, and again, we're not talking about, you know, our clients because our clients are typically averaging less than 1% with their, you know, the money they bring on with us, but mm-hmm. uh, well under 1%. But when we're looking at fees, first of all, most people don't know the fees. I said, what fees are you paying? I don't <laughs> know if I know a- anybody who's giving me a straight answer right. with what the fees are paying, which is a big no-no in this industry. You should know what the fees are. And so uh, we have to break it down by, uh, is your advisor billing you quarterly or is it monthly? Are they a commission-based advisor? You know, if you're working with a broker dealer, are you, you know, working with somebody who, who likes to just get these front-loaded fees on these A fund, mutual funds, or a variable annuity, or these non-traded REITs? Is that something that you're involved with? Or are you more of a, uh, just a fee-based plan? And if you're on a fee-based plan, what are those fees? And so, um, it's it's trying to break those down, and most people don't understand what the fees they are paying because they don't, you know, if you're working with maybe a non-fiduciary advisor, they're not having to list those fees, and we have to, you know, find what those fees are, and especially when you have these employer plans again, these 401ks, 403bs, and so on, they're not very um, transparent when it comes to what those fees really are. And so, you know, I can you can just go to the website, um, Google this, folks, if you're listening, uh, which you should be <laughs> if you're on here. <laughs> I'm yeah. talking to the people who are listening, <laughs> and I'm saying if you're listening, uh, smartasset.com and Google smartasset.com 401k fees. And there's an article that's fairly recent within the last month or two. talks about the average 401k fees are about 2.22% mm-hmm. is what most people are paying on their 401k. So look at that. And if that's what you're paying... And, even though it doesn't show up on your statements, those funds are those fees are coming out before you get your statements. In my opinion, those are high. By the yeah. way, yeah. Well, I was just thinking as you said that you know nobody, most people don't really know. I was just thinking, well, what am I? What exactly am I paying in my some of my accounts and some of the investments I'm in? And I, I think I've checked before a couple of times, but I couldn't tell you if you asked me like what what the fees are. So I get it. I mean, most people aren't just aren't that in tune with what they're paying there. But I guess some fees like for for some investments mike higher fees are okay if the return warrants it correct yeah if you're you know i you know people sometimes want to nickel dime fees i said we're not a you know the low we're not going to say we're the lowest price you know fee shop out there everybody's willing to do it for less there's always somebody but what's the service you're getting what are you getting in return for that and what's your net what do you get to keep so it's, it's, it's a couple things. What you get to keep and also what services provided because, you know, we'll do another segment soon about, you know, about advisors and what you're getting for your buck because mm-hmm. you figure what you're paying for somebody and they don't talk about distributions. They don't talk about RMDs and social securities and so on. So there's a price to be paid. And a lot of you aren't even having annual reviews. They're not even meeting with the advisors. We have a lot of clients that are coming in two, three, four times a year. So we just want to make sure that you're getting bang for your buck and it's worth it. Okay. Talking about some retirement planning complaints. What about Social Security is not going to be enough to cover my expenses, Mike? What, uh, how do you address that when somebody's concerned about their income? Well, again, you have to address it. You have to know what your Social Security is, when's the best time to take it, and what's, you know, there's a lot of people still don't know. There's some extra dollars that could be coming your way. Um, maybe if, like my wife and I, she makes a lot less 
she has made a lot less of income through the years, being mostly a stay-at-home mom, that her Social Security benefit's pretty low. Well, she won't get her benefits. She'll get half of mine. So there's going to be some extra money coming her way. And also, if you lost a spouse, it's good to understand how that's going to work. When's the time to take the widow benefit? When's the time to take your benefit? And how does that work? Uh, the whole thing comes down to planning. That's what we're talking about. Most people don't understand the plan to take. And you can't count on Social Security to give you that right advice. We have so many instances, even lately, where the employees of Social Security Administration is giving incorrect information over the phone to people. And so that's, you know, if we weren't working with them, we know for a fact these clients would have just listened to them. They told us we would have just listened to them if you didn't say this, the information you're giving us is incorrect. So they would have been losing a lot of money on that. The key is nine out of 10 advisors out there are not giving social security advice because they still aren't schooled up on the changes, what has happened, what's going to happen, and when's the best time to take it because they don't have the software to implement that with the planning process like we do. If you have questions for Mike as we go through this, remember you can always give him a call, 855-987-8888, or log on, principalpreservationservices.com. What about, Mike, someone that feels like their account didn't grow enough, right? Uh, My account didn't grow much last year. It's not doing as well as I anticipated. How do you counter this complaint? Yeah, I I mean, you had to look at last year. First of all, um, the S&P, I think, was down 19%. So, um, you know, making money in the down market is... Not saying it's impossible, but there is very low likelihood it's going to happen. Um, I just had a review this morning, actually, with a client. She goes, well, it looks like I lost money from last year in one of her safe accounts. I go, no, you actually made <laughs> you made um, whatever uh, amount was. Yeah, you took a bunch of money out. That's why your account's a little bit lower than it was last year because you made money, but you took more out than you made. So, yeah, we had to explain that. And she's like, oh, okay, I see that. Okay. So the key is sometimes people are looking at the numbers. They forget they're taking money out of their accounts. Um, we have to explain that. There's going to be years you're going to take out money that, you know, less money than what it's grown. So your account can still be going up as you're taking withdrawals. Some years you just have flat years or down years. So the key is, is it still fitting within the plan? Because we've already counted for that. We've already expected the market's not going to be up every single year. And so there's going to be some some down years or some off years. But it's already been, been accounted for if you did the planning, which we have. Got to do the planning. That's always the key. All right. Uh, what about someone that doesn't understand their financial plan? If that's their complaint, Mike, um, obviously they probably haven't sat down with someone like your team that's really kind of walked them through it and made them understand everything. But what do you tell somebody that complains about uh, not understanding and their lack of understanding here? Yeah, I mean, it's as simple as a, a printout. We have a 20 to 30-something page printout that we give, that we even gave this morning to uh, to our clients. Uh, they just, we update the numbers, print it off, show they're not going to run out of money. They don't have any children to leave it behind. So they're like, I don't want to leave one and a half, two million dollars to, you know, a family member. Mm-hmm. You, know, this, you know, we want to use it. So um, the key is it should be fairly simple to see. Because the software does it all for us. It's, it's all a, it's a, a simple process uh, on a retirement plan. Most advisors aren't doing retirement plan. They're just saying uh, you're going to be okay or you should be okay, but they're not really uh, giving any detailed printouts. They might do a couple-page you know, hypothetical situation, which they typically run at very high interest rate models, which we want to 
under promise over delivers our model we don't want to do the opposite which most advisors like to do so understanding the plan is is simple when you get the printout and you can read through it and page through it and again we're going through this with our clients every year usually multiple times a year and for years um, the same program they're going to very uh, easily understand what we're doing because this is something normal to them we're not changing the program or we're not uh, just giving them like you know detailed financial jargon that they don't understand we want to speak in layman's terms you know at their level and everybody has different levels what they understand but the key is we're not here to confuse you and act how smart we are our, our key is how can we uh, make you understand this information that's the key of being an educator right simplifying things to the way that people can understand and so that's what um, we pride ourselves doing here I got one last one. Again, not something that really happens with you over principal preservation services, but more just a general complaint that will happen for people in retirement is that they only hear from their advisor when that person wants them to buy or sell a stock. They never get advice on anything else. <laughs> well, that, that just tells you they're, they, they want a commission. You know, hmm. they're, they're looking you know, to do a trade because they're transactional-based typically. You know, and that's, if that's what they're looking to do, they, oh, we get good buy in here, we recommend doing this. Usually it's because they're transactional base. Um, we're flat fee based, so that doesn't uh, make a difference to us. Um, we have our assistant, Jess. She reaches out to our um, our clients and schedules reviews. Says, oh, by the way, it just popped up on my calendar today that you're due for a review um, real soon here, so let's get you on the calendar. It's automatically happening in our software um, to remind people about these. And sometimes people have a change of life event or something's going on. They want to come in sooner. They'll just call us. Every once in a while, we'll call uh, just if there's a recommendation we want to change a portfolio. There's no cost to the client to do that, to change a portfolio. There's no incentive to us because we're flat fee based. Um, every once in a while, there's some other opportunities there. I, I reached out to some people who are holding a bunch of money and cash and there's an opportunity to make some good gains and reached out to them but um, again that's most likely somebody's looking for a, a transactional you know commission you know for them and that's just tells you working with the broker dealer side of things um, not the you know the IAR investment advisor representative who are fiduciaries or a flat fee based. Well, again, it's important to work with someone that you trust, someone that uh, that will pay attention to your needs and work to get you in the right products that fit what you're trying to do and tailor your plan to what your goals are for retirement. So if you want to sit down with Mike and his team, you can always reach out, principalpreservationservices.com or call 855-987-8888. Got a couple of mailbags quickly, Mike, that I'll throw your way and get some thoughts from you on. Yeah. Uh, here's one from Charlie, and I know you're a, a guy that likes to travel, Mike, you and your family, so uh, curious your thoughts on this. How much is a reasonable amount to spend on travel and retirement? My, my, my wife wants to do a couple of big trips every year, but if we do that, we'd end up spending even more money in retirement than we do now while we still have paychecks. That can't work, can it? Well, it, it can work as long as you have, as we talk about planning in our session today, is you know if it's built into the plan, a lot of times you can spend a little more. We've seen people have an increased budget in retirement. The key is you got to make sure that amount is factored in uh, with inflation. We have clients that are, it's normal. I would say in the low end, our average client is accounting for about $500 a month for travel, which is, you know, 6000 a year, which is, you know, might be a, a 
month or two down in Florida for the year and maybe a trip on top of that. Uh, for those who want to do some international travel, which is a little more expensive, they want to do a couple trips a year. They might do an international and a domestic. Some are counting for a thousand, twelve hundred dollars a month, so twelve thousand to fifteen thousand a year. And sometimes they want to just do the twelve thousand a year for the first five years, and then they want to, you know, slow it down a little bit. And usually after, you know, twelve fifteen years, they're like, I don't know how much travel I want to do when I'm eighty. You know, mm-hmm. so or we just might just do very limited travel. So usually by 80 to 85, we kind of back travel off to uh, a lot lower number or totally wipe it out entirely. So again, Charlie, as long as it's factored in and it shows that you have the, the funds to to handle that, the whole, that's the whole thing is you need to have a plan. So as we can show you in the plan that you can do it, then you shouldn't have to be stressed about it. All right, very good. Thanks for that question. One more for you, Mike, from Carol. It says, I have a lot of major life changes occurring in the next six months that I think will affect how I should be invested. Should I just park my money in cash until life settles down and I know what my future will look like? Well, that's kind of a loaded question. There's so many things, you know, life events. doesn't mean you, you, you can't be in the market. It all, it all depends. I mean, if you have a major health issue, Carol, that makes sense that you have some major, you know, health issues and, uh, you know, I don't want to speculate on what those could be, but the key is sit down with the advisor. What we typically find is when a client is expecting uh, some major changes and they said, we need to make some drastic changes. Then we talk about them. They're like, oh, that's not as big of a deal as I thought. The key is you have to have be able to have someone to run these questions, concerns by. And what we're finding is typically 75 to 90% of them are um, not as big as you thought they were. Uh, and I'm not saying that that's the case with you, Carol, but it could be. And uh, I think the key is losing some time in the market and making some rash decisions could cost you a lot of money. You know? And that's the whole point is we don't want you to make some um, rash decisions and, and get out. We've seen clients do that in the past where you know, it might be a bad day or two days in the market. And they said, put everything into cash. And then two weeks later, the market was super strong. And they're like, you put my money back in the market, right? I'm like, you gave us orders not to. Well, you just lost out on, you know, a, a nice return because you were making these rash decisions. And once you've given those orders to get out of the market, we can't put it back in without your orders to get back in. Mm-hmm. So the key is you, you just have to be able to talk it out with your advisor um, if you don't have that, you should be looking for somebody you can. All right, very good. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, Carol, for your questions today. If you have something for us that you'd like us to answer on the show, send it in, principalpreservationservices.com. But if you want to talk to Mike and his team directly, no matter where you're located, they have offices in Woodbury, Minnesota, and Hudson, Wisconsin. There's one phone number, and that's 855-987-8888. All right, Mike, congratulations again on the wedding, and thanks for your Thank time you. today. We'll talk again soon. Sounds good, man. Thank you. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.